James Bible Study, Part 12, On the Rich, for lay leaders and deacons to conduct after the Sunday service or during a midweek Bible study session. Hear the word of our Lord from James chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. Come now, you rich, weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded, and their corrosion will be evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasure in the last days. Behold the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, are crying out against you. And the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in luxury and in self-indulgence. You have fattened your hearts in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous person. He does not resist you. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. In the previous passage, St. James rebuked the worldly arrogance of boasting that one decides their own fate by their own power. To illustrate it, he gave a particular example of conducting business. Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit, James 4.13. This marks a transition from the sins of the heart and sins of the tongue to the sins of the rich, who embody both. The rich man serves as an icon for the lower wisdom of James 3, verses 14 and 15. Selfish ambition, understood to be mercenary self-centeredness, can indeed make someone rich, as it gives someone the willingness to manipulate and abuse others into giving them money or closing on unfair business deals or accepting unjust terms of employment. St. James condemns boasting as well, And no one is a greater picture of boasting than the man flaunting his wealth in front of the poor. A greedy, selfish elite is emblematic of refusing to help one's neighbor, as the rich are loath to actually help the poor. In our modern materialistic societies, there is a tendency to downplay today's reading. After all, the author is not making a blanket condemnation of all rich people, as we will discuss below. However, in both his time and ours, the rich often earn the contempt which St. James pours out on them, because their lifestyle and worldview are fundamentally opposed to the ways which God says we must pursue. Verses 1-3 through say, Come now, you rich! Weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded, and their corrosion will be evidence against you, and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasure in the last days. First, for context's sake, let us understand what being rich meant in St. James's day. Home ownership was easier to attain than it is today, and a man could provide for his family without having to rely on dual income or his wife also working. 
Although her labor in the home was harder given the lack of modern appliances, and wives did often help in the family vocation, the man was the breadwinner. These things, though a sign of wealth today, owning a home, having single income, they were not so in the first century. Infrastructure was based also on mounted travel, horses, camels, and donkeys, or walking on foot. So there was no pressure like there is today for someone to own a modern industrial vehicle. Much of today's so-called wealth is simply having the necessary gadgets for getting to work and paying for said gadgets with debt. In the first century, though, being rich meant having a large amount of tangible assets, both real and chattel, reflected in St. James employing a term for rich that implies a vast amount of possessions. A rich man today has a large number in his checking account and perhaps a nice house. A rich man in the first century would have a massive villa, farmlands, and slaves. In a scarcity environment, wealth inequality is both inevitable and more freely available to those willing to sin to get it. Rome had a caste system based on who was rich and who was poor. In ancient Israel, the caste system was based on the monarchy, priesthood, and commoner classes, but this resulted in a similar dynamic. This meant that the common man was not only somewhat disposable to the elites, but also required to produce even greater value for them. Social mobility was very limited. Those who wished to be wealthier had few options, ranging from the cutthroat life of an itinerant merchant to the sinful life of a highwayman. There was no 401k investment system, no social security, no futures market or stock exchange where people could amass money ethically. If you wanted to be rich, you either had to be born into it, pillage it, or risk your life finding and selling until you had it. Given these dynamics, it is understandable that St. James condemns the rich of his day. A righteous man being wealthy, like Abraham or King David, was a rarity. Most of the time, rich men had their wealth based on the manipulation of others to the point of hiring desperate people to fight one another for entertainment. There is a link in the PDF reading of this study at verylutheran.biz that gives some examples. It is on account of this sort of sinful parasitism that the author pronounces a judgment to come upon the wealthy. Note that St. James accuses the rich of laying up treasures, quote-unquote, in the last days. This is a clear reference to Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21, in which our Lord says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Some commentators may find a supposed eschatological fervor in the author's words here and connect the phrase last days to an expectation 
that Christ will return to earth within the next year or so after the epistle was written. However, the last days is a category of time, not a measurement of it. By last days, the understanding ought to be that the single, final prophetic event to be fulfilled is the return of Christ for Judgment Day. It is the last earthly epoch before the eternal state, the church era, the millennium of Revelation 20, to which St. James refers. Those who live after the gospel has been spread, and the commands of Christ have been taught, are to know better than to enshrine wealth as an idol in their hearts. Verses 4 and 5 say, Behold the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, are crying out against you, and the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in luxury and in self-indulgence. You have fattened your hearts in a day of slaughter. The question is, does this condemnation extend to the rich of today? This is likely on the mind of anyone living in the modern quote-unquote first world. The answer is yes, if. Yes, St. James condemns a rich man today if he keeps back his laborer's wages by fraud. This would include suppressing his wages by inflation, immigration, or any other number of tricks. Yes, St. James condemns the rich man today if there is an outcry to the Lord against him on account of his shady practices and abuse of his workers. If a rich man refuses to be generous but instead lives an opulent and indulgent lifestyle, then God condemns him through these words. These markers of condemnation demonstrate a life in service to money as deity and a refusal to heed St. Paul's exhortations to those with wealth in 1 Timothy 6 verses 17 through 19. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Note that the biblical instructions for those who are rich is not to give up their riches. Scripture in no place demands that all people take a vow of poverty. To the contrary, from Job, to Abraham, to David, to Solomon, to Hezekiah, to many other rich saints, the funds that they possess can make the difference between a church in dire straits and a church that is blessed with enough to spread the gospel. Yet, as Christ says, it is an extra challenge to have saving faith in him for the rich man, Matthew 19, verse 24, Hence James urging the wealthy to humility in James 1 verses 9 through 11. Now, verse 6 of our reading says, You have condemned and murdered the righteous person. He does not resist you. It is unlikely that the author means this in a sense that suggests elites were going around slitting the saints' throats personally. 
yet during this time, indeed all times since, those calling the loudest for persecution of the church were most often wealthy people, the priesthood, the Pharisees, Roman officials, and so forth, a poor man in the first century A.D., one with a full work schedule and no means, would have too much to lose and too little time to try to extirpate Christianity from society. Let us not suppose that Nero was a beggar. It is also this way today. Organized persecution of Christianity has historically been performed or ordered at the hands of those with the power of mass communication, the power of the sword, authority to command poorer people to sharpen the blade, and the funds to pay for a campaign against Christians. From the patrician class of Rome, to the brigands of the Vikings, to the feudal lords of Japan, to the sheiks and warlords of Arabia, to today's elites, attempting to kill off a religion has been the project of those who followed the lower wisdom to the greatest extent. Thus St. James spends this moment to pour contempt upon them, which they have truly deserved. While this does not mean that the believer must be some delusional Marxist, we do well to have the same skepticism of the robber baron, wicked manager, or tyrannical magistrate.